0: Now approaching. Junction at platform. Passengers. Airport, please stay on board. Next stop, road station. iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone.
1: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustolium's new custom spray five-in-one gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom spray five-in-one, only from Rustolium.
2: This is a podcast from the Times, sports newspaper of the year.
1: I'm Gabriel Marcotti speaking to you from Warsaw with the latest game podcast from Euro 2012. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Rory Smith and Matt Dickinson. says here, I should ask you where you guys are, but I know exactly where you are because I'm a professional. Rory's in Gdansk, and Dicko, you're somewhere else. You're in Krakow,
0: yes? I am in Krakow Square, yes. Fantastic.
1: In a minute, we'll be discussing the quality of what we've seen so far, but um, obviously, we're going to start with England. Tickle, let's start with you because uh, you were actually there among the uh, flies and the drek and the, and, and the heat. 1-1 one, one draw, a point, it's a good result. It doesn't matter how it was obtained. You, you got a point against um, what on paper we all thought was the toughest team in the group. Am I wrong?
0: Uh well it's it's a decent point I, I I would sort of disagree in the sense of it doesn't matter how it's obtained because obviously you know if you're going to progress you need to play well um or certainly play you know to do your maximum and, and England has still got plenty of room for development um you know there were periods where I thought they were exactly what we'd expect um but there are other periods where they um were alarmingly deep um and you know individual players getting trapped on the ball Um, giving the ball away so you know uh, we've got to be satisfied but uh, plenty of room for improvement still
1: Rory is there really room for improvement I mean when except for Rooney is is there cavalry coming over the hill are these guys are Milner and Young and and Welbeck who bizarrely was praised to high heaven on the radio but was only given a five by the very cruel Matt Hughes Um, is there really room for improvement?
2: I think there's a, there's a little when Rooney comes back in I think that individual players can erase mistakes going forward played Chamberlain it's cruel to pick on him because he's young and raw, and raw and that's kind of his appeal but there was a couple of times when he sort of misstepped the ball and he, he could tell that exuberance was getting the better of him but in terms of general improvement no and I mean I've got to say watching it on TV and it is a different experience watching it on TV to, to, to being in the stadium as, as Dicko would no doubt say to I bow to his wisdom on this but to me it looked like England exactly as I'd expected them, which was a, a mixture of, of sort of Hodgson's, Fulham and, and West Brom, which isn't a long ball team, he's it's, it's not a long ball manager, but relatively direct, relatively straightforward in their approach, uh, and Chelsea's approach to winning the Champions League, which is sitting on the edge of your box, and that's what England did. There was, there was a time, I think, with about five minutes ago you know, when they, had, they actually had eight players inside their box. And, and that is, I think, what we should expect from England now. And there's not, to be honest, there's nothing wrong with that because with the players they've got, they're not going to outplay teams. Dicko,
1: um, is this the worst England side at a major championships in your lifetime? Or is it merely the most defensive?
0: It's not the worst. I mean, I mentioned Euro 2000 the other day and people forget how absolutely appallingly, woefully, dreadfully, shockingly bad... Um, We were there after the first 15 minutes against Portugal. I mean, we had a a left flank of Phil Neville, right-footed Phil Neville and right-footed Dennis Wise. Um, uh, The the, the team was hopeless. The management was shockingly, shockingly awful. So, you know, it's hardly um, praise into the heavens to say they're going to be better than that. No, I mean, you know... (laughs) Yeah, Rory's right. We all all know what the the tactics were for for yesterday. I guess the the interesting test now will be, you know, against Sweden, who, you know... (sighs) It's going to be interesting to see that having lost that game, they're going to have to come into the game thinking they're going to need probably to get at least a point, maybe even a a victory over England, whether we can get away with um, same tactics in each of the matches, whether we're going to need to be um, a little more adventurous, whether we're going to need to take control of more of a game, so you know there are different tests, different tests to come for England, um, which is why I say it was all satisfactory yesterday. But you know, to, to, to go through a tournament, you need to show a bit of adaptability. I don't think we're just going to be able to sort of stick to one plan, and that will be uh, unchanging the whole way
1: through. Roy, next up um, for England is uh, Sweden. Who um, I thought it was a remarkable game between uh, between Sweden and uh, and, and Ukraine. Um, I loved Ibra getting uh, getting stuck in early, um, although the magic man was Shevchenko, who we'll get to in a minute, but um, what did you see from uh, um, from Sweden? Um, and certainly on set pieces, I would assume, with all those big dudes, um, there'll be a a good match for England.
2: Oh, you could say the same for, for England you know, as, as Eric Cameron prepares to, to face them. You know, the, the, the Swedes would be looking at England and saying, well, that piece is probably the way they've going a the straw. I thought the Swedes looked like, What again, what we expect from Sweden. They've got an amazing kit. That is the nicest kit I have seen in world football. For several years that aside uh, I think yeah you know, they're, they're, as you say they're, they're big they're strong they've got some good ball players in midfield as the Swedes always do and obviously Ibrahimovic provides the X factor I think the way results have gone for England is actually quite bad Sweden will need to win which means that they'll have to come out and play which for, which would cause England more of a problem I think than if Sweden you know, would have been sort of relatively happy with a draw uh, and then England are going to have to play the Ukraine the hosts in the final game potentially knowing that it's, it's one of the two of them through. And that is, is, is not ideal for England at all. Sweden will be Sweden, and England will be England in the next game. That sounds ridiculous and meaningless and, and what have you, but it's, there's, there's no surprises from Sweden, I think. And England obviously have played them relatively recently too, um, but there's probably no surprises from England either.
1: Diko, um, your thoughts on Andrei Shevchenko, and I, I love the fact that what I loved about the Ukraine victory yesterday was just it was just so... Ukrainian in the sense that you know there's four generations of uh of, of Dinamo Kiev from um obviously from Yar- Yarmolenko who's twenty-two and is a is a great uh great winger, I thought, uh, put in wonderful cross to to Sheva, Sheva with his two goals, uh, Oleg Blochin on uh, on who was himself a legendary goal scorer on the bench, and of course Valery Lobanovsky looking on from uh, uh, from somewhere in the heavens. Um but It was all about Sheva. Is this just sort of classic Disney-esque sort of uh, the adrenaline wipes out the back pains, wipes out the, the general indifference of the last four or five years? and uh and you get you get sort of spurred on to to greater heights
0: and there's, there's got to be a bit of that. I mean it's just a great it's a great uplifting story isn't it i, mean, I remember thinking you know during his time at chelsea i mean i think i think everyone sort of almost felt felt a bit bad um having to um not have, well we didn't have to uh, uh tease him mock him ridicule him as he. um but the, you know the, the whole sort of perception of the owner's pet um clearly didn't help him either and it's, you know, inside there, it was, a you know, a, one of Europe's um, you know, best strikers in, uh, in, you know, his time at AC Milan. So I think everyone just likes to see, <laughs> loves to see a story like this. And I think the tournament overall is just another sort of... Um, Great narrative on top of quite a few that this tournament's already thrown up. I mean I came in with pretty high expectations that this would be this would be a very, very good Euros and i pretty much everything I've seen so far, um, although England versus France, I'm sure the neutrals would very much disagree. Um England might be the spoil sports party poopers of the whole thing, but um I think this is shaping up as a great tournament.
1: Well actually that's a that's a very neat transition, Roy, for my next question. Um there really weren't very many bad games. Uh, obviously, Diko mentioned England-France there, and we can maybe give them a pass also because of the, uh, the insane heat. Um, but uh, Germany-Portugal was also a bit yucky in, uh, in, in my opinion, but at least there were great players on display. Um, but is this, uh, is this an exceptional tournament so far, in your opinion, Roy K. Uh, Roy K Smith? And um, what games stand out for you?
2: Uh, is it an exceptional tournament? It's hard to say after the first round. I, I agree with you completely. I think we've had six good games, well, either very good or, or good games, and I think we've had one sort of average game, Germany Portugal, and we've had one game involving England. Um, what stood out for me, I thought Italy Spain, which which I, I had the pleasure of sitting next to you, Dab. Um, I thought Italy Spain was outstanding. Um, Russia and Croatia were both, you know, were, were both impressive in slightly more straightforward victories. Um, but no, Italy, Spain, I thought tactically it was fascinating, a, a huge quality. There was, there, was a, there was a moment, which you probably will still remember, when Andres Iniesta, in the, in the very first few minutes, uh, sort of performed a trick that defied physics, and the excitable uh, Italian sat next to me, which is you, Gab, made a sort of delighted, squealing noise, as if to say that you were sort of in your, in your element, watching this magician work his magic. Um, and it kind of went on from there I thought the, the individual quality was incredible the tactical uh, sort of match play was was fascinating watching Italy 3 5 two against Spain four six zero? you had a system with no strikers a system with two very unorthodox strikers in Balotelli and Tasano you had Pirlo um Kind of rolling back the years, they did this in- incredible midfield masterclass. Uh, I thought that was it was just 90 minutes of fantastic football. I really enjoyed that, and I agree with Dico. I think that it's 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 a good, strong tournament this year. I think there's there's quite a lot of teams who are relatively evenly matched, which is always a good thing. Um, and it's it's just nice to to through the Euros in its proper format before you wait for ruin it.
1: Dico, uh, anybody really disappoint you so far?
0: iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: All right. Actually, is yes, anybody out of the competition already, in your opinion, just from what you've seen?
0: Anybody out? Uh, God. Uh, well, Republic of Ireland, I guess, out. Um... Yeah, so they can, they can pack their bags. Um, but no, I mean, I'd I prefer, if I'm allowed to, to uh, stick on the positive. I mean, I thought, you know, the Dutch obviously got a bit of um, stick for uh, their failure um, to convert all those chances against um, against Denmark. But I mean, there was some mesmerising stuff from them. I mean, Schneider, yeah, yeah, you want to see a bit of performance in feet by any individual this tournament than, than his... I mean, I thought there was one pass he did to Huntelaar off the outside of his boot that um, I w- I, we played a press match yesterday, and I, I tried to replicate about 747 times, and oddly enough, um, didn't get anywhere near. Um, it was just one of the greatest passes that I've, I've ever seen, and you know, that was you know in a in a performance Dutch uh, Danish yeah I'm going mad Dutch performance that um, say ended in ended in quite a shocking, surprising defeat, but but that's great because that's put. Um, put the onus on one of the best teams in the tournament now to uh, to come out against Germany. So I mean, There's so much to look forward to that um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refuse to be um, drawn into your negativity and I'm going to stay happy clappy. <laughs> well,
1: I, I, I'm sure uh, my old uh, broadcast uh, buddy, uh, Steve Claridge, who I believe was playing uh, up front for the press team, really appreciated you attempting that, uh, that Snyder pass so many times, Dicko i wanted to uh, uh, I wanted to get a sense from you whether this has uh, uh, recalibrated um, your views of the favorites to win it all for the tournament
2: uh, yeah not, well I, I tipped germany before before the start and um, which you know because I like to make sort of wild left field predictions and I think I, I'm still going to stand by that I think I've not seen I know they weren't fantastic in it, the Portuguese but as, I, I went to see Mario Gomez yesterday uh, that's an awful journalist trick that is I went to see him Mario Gomez had a press conference that I attended yesterday and um, and he said in response to Michael Ballack the Times columnist who said on ESPN that, that Germany had 50% more to gear they were only playing at half of their capacity Gomez said well it's nice to have room for improvement and if, if we can beat Portugal at half capacity imagine what we can do when we're when we're running sort of for gas, And I agree with them on that. I think that there's more to come from the Germans. Uh, in terms of the Spanish, I think they looked, who were obviously the main threat, uh, I think they looked good against the Italians who also looked very good. If the Italians play like that, they'll go a long way. But the, the problem I have with the Spanish, and it's, it's kind of heretical almost to say it, but I think too often they slow to walking pace near the box when teams defend in a sort of effective, methodical, quite well-drilled way against them. We saw it with the French yesterday that there was this white wall of inland defenders that just slowed them to a complete halt around the box. And the Spanish do it too often. And as soon as that happens, you might as well just give them, give the defence the ball back and say, right, let's start again. I don't think I've ever seen a team score a goal at walking pace. And I think that's happening to the Spanish too much now. And I'm, I, that worries me about Spain.
1: Oh, I, I, I've seen Brazilian sides on the... Uh 1970 score goals at, at walking pace, but um, uh, Dicko, uh, let's end it with you. But he mentioned he mentioned, um, he mentioned uh, Germany there, um, th- and, and and Spain. Spain, of course, have uh, uh, the Republic of Ireland coming up on Thursday. Um, Germany, perhaps not super impressive against uh, uh, Portugal in the opener, but they got they got the goal they needed through uh, uh, Rory's uh, buddy Mario Gomez, who you hung out with. Um, uh, although Gomez, of course, might be dropped for Miro Klose, uh, against uh, against Holland. Um, you obviously watched the Dutch. You were, you were gaga about Snyder. Um, tee this one up for us. I mean, Holland got a few things to iron out. Do you think he's going he's gonna to change the formation, maybe make it slightly more rational and less robin esque
2: uh, well, I wouldn't drop. Um, I wouldn't drop Robin. I
0: mean, essentially, there's a couple of the Dutch journalists that have had ongoing um, and pretty, uh, um, pretty strong arguments with uh, Van Malik about all to do with the, the young Van Bommel um, sort of double, uh, double lock in midfield and, and arguing so strongly for the inclusion of uh, Van de Vart instead of uh, instead of one of them. Um, that to van Marwick um, said to a guy I know from the Telegraph that he wanted to take him into a locked private room, and um, only one of them would be coming out um, so uh, things that was even before, and um, they lost to Denmark, so things are getting pretty testy can 't see van Marwick um changing despite uh, the stick he 's getting and I agree with rory i mean it 's Germany um were my pre tournament tips um, but you yeah, know disappointed in victory against Portugal, I think of all the of all the sort of big and um, sort of main contenders for this prize, I thought they were the team that seemed to have the, the most to improve on what i'd expected um i you know I'd be fascinated to see how many changes um Low makes because i thought uh, yeah I, I I thought they were they were not the side I'd, I'd expected to see, um, and yeah, be interesting. Be interesting to see what improvement comes from. No, one thing I was fascinated to know about. I mean, I went to the uh, the England game yesterday and uh, heard a noise even more. Uh, and irritating than Vivizela's, which was the stadium announcer, who was um, uh, sort of basically it was sort of you know coordinated um, happiness and chanting and, and singing, and there's no no sense of just sort of the fans set the atmosphere. It was you know all this countdown to kick off stuff that UEFA had begun as well. I mean, where's all this rubbish coming from? Um, it's it's I felt intensely irritating. Um, I just wonder whether the, the other chaps were uh, having the same experiences around the tournament. Well,
1: I, I try to refrain from sort of the. Uh you know, snarky journalist. It was always better in my day, sitting on the you know, standing on the crumbling terraces uh, bit that uh, somebody we all know likes to trot out. Um, but that said, what I find really irritating is when they play uh, classic rock and it drowns out the fans. Um, but overall, I, I think I mean certainly in the games I've been in Warsaw and and Gdansk, I think the the, the fan experience from my perspective has been has been pretty good, um, the, the people are welcoming, that um, the, the fans seem up for it. There was a surreal moment, and, and this is, I think, you know, maybe it's a reflection of the times we live in, uh, during the uh, Spain-Italy game, when uh, um, all of a sudden these Polska chants uh, erupted, uh, from, and that was probably because maybe like 40% of the crowd uh, were Polish fans uh, dressed in uh, Poland shirts. Uh, so obviously they're going to cheer their team and not one of the two teams on the pitch. That was a bit annoying. The wave was a bit annoying as well, although not as annoying as we expect. I mean, I just think we need to kind of remodel. We're so used to, to uh, um, the club football, which ultimately, I think, reflects uh, the, the culture or, or, or the fan culture in, in our own country or in the sort of top five or six uh, European leagues that... You know, I guess there's a different profile of supporter going to the to, to competitions like this one and and they enjoy the game in a in a different way. Um, as long as they don't pipe music and drown out fans at the wrong time, I personally don't have a problem with
2: it. I'd, I'd kind of agree with Gab. I think that the, the whole sort of... I guess it's part sort of gentrification and certainly corporatization of the fan experience is something that's been happening... Certainly, for as long as I can remember, probably the 94 World Cup since then. And that's only because i I watched the 86 and 90 World Cup, so I don't remember thinking about what the fan experience was at the age of six. But I think that that is a problem. And the music is clearly because UEFA don't want it to look as though it's quiet and there's no atmosphere in the stadiums in the build-up to kick-off or when there's a goal which is, you know when people expect to hear atmosphere so they're pumping the white stripes through the sort of the weird Eastern European techno remix of the white stripes through when, when teams score goals they've got all the, the huge, the deathly ear putting music uh, before, before games and it is a shame because that's not what I think I don't want to say purists but people who want a more traditional atmosphere want you want to hear the fans singing The one thing I would say is I'm not quite sure how many fans there are. I know that the Italians had 6,000 in the damage for the Italy-Spain down, which isn't very much. There was a big swathe of empty seats, uh, although the Spanish had come in numbers, which prompted one Italian friend of mine, not Scab, to comment that the, uh, the economic downturn in Spain must not be as bad as everybody thought. Um... I know the French haven't travelled in numbers although they never do there seems to be a lot of Germans and Russians about but not, not many of anybody else and I think that, that's a fact that you can easily walk through the and Sopot which is the resort town just next to Dedansk uh, and not really notice there's a tournament on at times to be perfectly honest which isn't the case maybe with certainly wasn't the case in South Africa you knew there was a tournament on during the World Cup two years ago um, in terms of the, the, the announcers we haven't had that so much in Poland I think there's, there's guys over the, um, the, peak, the over the Tanois but we've not had a countdown to kick off yet. Although, hope springs thermal, so maybe we'll get one to Poland and Russia tonight.
1: Gentlemen, thank you both, and thanks to you all for listening. I'm going to be back on Thursday with two new guests. We're going to be teeing up the England gaming in Sweden, and, of course, all the weekend's action. In the meantime, you can go to thetimes.co.uk. There's a great Euro 2012 hub. You can follow us on Twitter. We're all on there. And our Jedi leader, Ollie K, is as well. You can download our iPad app. It's got, uh, it's sort of like a newspaper, but it's got buttons and graphics and all kinds of fancy features that the kids enjoy. Till next time, bye-bye. VoiceOver describes what's happening on your iPhone screen.
0: VoiceOver on settings.
1: So you can navigate it just by listening.
0: Books, contacts, Calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from 10 to 11.
1: And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS.